Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with this message entitled, Holy Speech of Holy People, preached July the 20th, 2014. James 5.12 says, Above all my brothers. In the Greek text, but above all my brothers. That's point number one. Divine priority. Do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Point number two, divine prohibition. Third point, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Divine demand. Or you will be condemned. That's the fourth point, a divine warning. The title is Holy Speech of Holy People. I say only holy people speak holy speech. What is holy speech? It is speaking truth in accordance with reality. God is truth and the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. So anyone habitually lies is a child of the devil. Jesus said so. John 8 verse 44, you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Out of the abundance of the heart, man speaks. All children of Adam are conceived in sin, born in sin, and daily practice evil. This we call total depravity of man. If you don't believe that, you will never go any place in God. Such a man can only lie in regard to ultimate issues because he is like his father, the devil. Jesus came to give witness to the truth. Truth, sir, concerning God, creation, the devil, and evil, man, sin, the Messiah, salvation, judgment, heaven and hell and so on. The Bible alone, sir, is the book of truth. It is inerrant and infallible. It is the very word of God. It teaches what we must believe and how we must live to please God. Jesus speaks truth because he is truth. John 1 verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. He prayed to his Father, sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. And we read in John 18, 37, you are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born. And for this I came into the world to testify true the truth. And then he said, everyone 
on the side of truth listens to me if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ you are on the side of the devil and you lie and St. John tells us in 1st John 2 and verse 22 who is the liar it is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ such a man is the antichrist he denies the father and the son Everyone who denies Christ is a liar who cannot speak holy speech, who cannot speak truth. There are only two classes of people in the world. The vast majority are the children of the devil, they lie. And a minority of people are those born of God they are believers in Jesus Christ and so they speak truth they are God's new creation they are the light of the world they were darkness but now they are light in the Lord they regulate their lives by the holy scriptures They are led by the Holy Spirit. They hear and do the will of God gladly. They follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. So Peter says to this you were called. Because Christ suffered for you. Leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Paul says in Ephesians 5, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. And live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The whole world, friends, is under the control of the evil one. Therefore, unbelievers in Jesus can only lie. The Western Christian countries long ago repudiated the Christian understanding of reality and the moral law of the Ten Commandments and embraced secularism, religious pluralism, subjectivism, And moral relativism. They rejected the Bible. The book of truth. So they lie. And we are told all liars go to hell. Revelation 21 and verse 8. Political leaders may take oath kissing or touching the Bible to do what is right. But don't believe them. Don't fall in love with them. They disappoint you every day. Also, unconverted Christian ministers can only lie. They cannot preach the gospel. They preach the Marxist liberation theology, among other things. What is the problem, sir? Human heart is the problem. Psalm 58, verse 3, Even from birth the wicked go astray. From the womb they are wayward and speak lies. Heart is the problem, sir. So Jesus said, heart is the problem. Not environment, not anything else. Your heart is the problem. Jesus said, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, lie, slander, and so on. Jesus said, you brood of vipers. Matthew 12:34. How can you who are evil say anything good? 
For out of the overflow of the heart, mouth speaks. Non pose, non pecare. But true believers are God's new creation created in Christ Jesus to think, speak, and do the will of God. Or pose, non pecare. So, friends, there is lie everywhere. The Supreme Court lies, the President lies, and everybody is lying to you. They lie in political speech, religious speech, scientific speech, philosophical speech, speech on economics, and so on. Look at advertisements, look at the internet, radio, listen to it, TV, and print medium. Full of lies, sir. Lies. And we have embraced it as a culture. We don't expect anybody to tell truth. Jesus and his brother James dealt with the issue of speaking truth always. Jesus spoke about it in Matthew 5, 33 to 37. And I have treated that in the book on the wisdom of Jesus. Today we read the teaching by James, his brother. So let us turn to James 5, 12. And the first point is a divine priority. Pro panton de adelfoi mu. But above all things, that's priority. James is speaking to believers of the church, his brothers, not speaking to pagans. He found a problem that Christians themselves are lying. Some of these believers were behaving like pagans around them. They were not careful in their speech. He tells them speaking truth in all speech is a top priority for Christians who are followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who is truth incarnate. They must obey the third commandment which says you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. In other words, he will kill you. They took the Lord's name when they confessed Jesus as Lord and were baptized into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, profanation of God's name by speaking untruth is a very high crime. God will surely punish those who do not speak truth. So James says, be very earnest. Do not lie to God or to anybody else. Do not take the name of the Lord falsely. Point number two, a divine prohibition. What is the divine prohibition? Do not swear. Not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Prohibition, sir. Stop the habit of swearing. Me omnuete is a present imperative. Stop this practice, this habit. Swearing does not mean to use bad or curse words. That's not what it means here. It has reference to taking oaths, making vows, and making pledge, and making promise. God prohibits doing these falsely, with no intention of fulfilling it. James intends to ban only all oaths. And vows that have the purpose of deceiving or avoiding absolute truthfulness. I'll prove it later on. 
He prohibits taking oaths flippantly, frivolously, and falsely. Such evil practice must be stopped immediately, says Pastor James. God desires truth in our inward parts. Friends, James and Jesus did not prohibit oath-taking in such places as courts of law. But don't be a hypocrite, says James. He prohibits all oaths taken in the name of creatures like heaven, earth, city of Jerusalem, the temple, the altar, the gifts on the altar, one's head, or we can say one's beard, or one's mother's grave. Swearing by creatures was a way of making the oath or vow non-binding. Because the oath was not taken in the name of the Lord. This was pure hypocrisy and blatant deception. The creatures exist, friends, because of God. God created all things ex nihilo. So far as Jesus and James are concerned... Oaths taken in the name of creatures are taken, in fact, in the name of God, who created all creatures. All human speech is in the presence of God. Hebrews 4.12, we read, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. And we all stand before God naked. You try to hide things from him. We live in his presence. God does not accept our casuistry arguments of binding and non-binding oaths. Such as subtle and specious arguments intended to mislead ignorant people must be stopped. Swearing by a creature is swearing by the name of God who created and sustains all. Rabbis taught that an oath or vow is only binding when God's name is used, but not binding if made in the name of a creature. Friends, because people are liars, evasive swearing and vow making became extremely popular. Jesus and James prohibit oath taking in daily discourse to prove one's integrity listen to Jeremiah chapter 5 go up and down the streets of Jerusalem look around and consider search through her squares if you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth I will forgive this city although they say as surely as the Lord lives still They are swearing falsely. And Malachi 3.5 So I will come near to you for judgment. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers and perjurers. Liars. What about your children speaking to you? Did they lie to you? So I'll come near to you for judgment. I'll be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless and deprive aliens of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. God will judge everyone who violates his Ten Commandments. Oaths made some speech more true than other speeches. The demand of Jesus and James was absolute 
truthfulness in all speech. Nothing more and nothing less. And number three, a divine demand of godly lifestyle. Let your yes be yes and no be no. In the Greek it is also a present imperative. Truth speaking ought to be our lifestyle. Christ spoke truth. So Christians ought to speak truth always. Paul says in Ephesians 4.15 speaking truth in love. And that is the ninth commandment. You shall not lie. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What happened when you said Jesus is Lord? Did you intend to live by that confession all your life? Romans 10 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. That's what happened over there. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 2 obey the king's command I say because you took an oath before God. You said Jesus is Lord. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 through 6 When you make a vow to God do not delay in fulfilling it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. And don't say my vow was a mistake. I heard it. And some people were very glad it was a mistake so they can fornicate and lie and cheat and commit adultery. You are mocking God, sir. Numbers 30 verse 2. When a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to obligate himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, must do everything he said. Deuteronomy 23, if you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. For the Lord your God will certainly demand it of you and you will be guilty of sin. And Psalm 66 says, I will come to your temple with the burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. Psalm 15 verse 4 says, who keeps his oath even when it hurts. Friends, let me tell you what St. Paul said. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. You will not mock God. Tell your children who is walking in sin. You will not mock God. And he will come after you. We are to make oaths, vows and promises without reservation or purpose of evasion. Take the baptismal confession, Jesus is Lord. We are to live not just that moment, all of life live by that confession. Be faithful till death and I'll give you a crown of life. Church covenant confession. You agreed to the covenant you made. And you confessed it. You said yes. And you were not on dope. You were in sound mind. Marriage covenant. You agreed with God and with God's people. And he heard confession you made and the covenant you made. Child dedication covenant. You agreed to raise those children in godliness. Every promise we make with people must be fulfilled. 
God is not yes and no at the same time. God's yes is yes and his no is no and we are to be like God. He is unchangeable in his being. And so we read in Joshua 21:45 not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Joshua 23:14 Now I am about to go the way of all the earth you know with all your heart and soul that not one of all good promises of the Lord your God gave you has failed every promise has been fulfilled not one has failed God is God of truth And Paul says in Romans 3:4 Let God be true and every man a liar Second Corinthians 1 17 through 20 when I planned this did I do it lightly or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say yes yes and no no but as surely God is faithful our message to you is not yes and no for the son of God Jesus Christ who was preached among you by me and Silas and Timothy was Not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And St. Paul says about God in Titus 1 verse 2. A faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life which God who cannot lie promised before the beginning of time. God who cannot lie. There is no need for oath if one's word is as utterly trustworthy as a signed legal document. Friends, a Christian's word ought to be his bond. Our word reflects our character and our being. As God's word is a reflection of his holy being. Number four, divine warning. If you are humble, then you will receive. If not humble, hearing they will not hear. It becomes a curse. To be in the church becomes a curse to the arrogant and to the proud. So a divine warning in the Greek text. That you may not fall into judgment. You may not come into condemnation. That's a warning, sir. And we need to hear warning from God. Holy people must speak truth. Otherwise, they come to the crisis. That's the word Christian. The crisis of condemnation. If the Christians habitually lie, they are not Christians. They will fall under the condemnation of Christ. He told us in chapter 5 verse 9 that murmuring against fellow believers is a sin to be judged by the Lord of the church who stands at the door to punish the unrepentant. Even so, Christ the judge will condemn all, all the Ananiases and Sapphiras of the church. They lied to the Holy Ghost and they died. So judgment is waiting for all liars, especially liars 
in Christ's church. And so be warned, children and everybody else, don't lie. And you are going to be judged according to this text. God has the books on all liars. Revelation 20, 11 and 12. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. You can lie all you want. He has books on you. What you did 37 years ago with that woman. He never forgets anything unless he wants to. Which is what forgiveness means. We read in Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. God knows all we did and all we do. And we must give an account to him for every lie we spoke. Matthew 12, 36 We have to give an account to every idle word we spoke. Every lie. Not just human judgment, but Christ himself judges for all the lies men spoke and all their broken promises. Friends, God's chief end What is the chief end of God? The chief end of God is to maintain his own glory in his work of salvation of his people and in his work of the judgment of the wicked. And let me read to you from the Bible, Exodus 14. 4, 17 and 18 and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord verse 17 I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and his horsemen the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh his chariots and his horsemen friends first commitment of God is to gain glory for himself. It's not for saving us or judging us. And he will not tolerate our mocking him. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. What you sow, that you will reap in history and beyond history, I said. So whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do it all for the glory of God. Our every word is spoken in his hearing. He knows our every thought. So he condemns anyone who lies or fails to perform his covenant obligation. He freely entered in God's name. And in God's presence. Freely entered. One's oath or vow. If unfulfilled. Profanes God's name. And incurs divine condemnation. So be warned of how then. We should live. We must believe truth. Speak truth. Do truth. 
because God is truth and his word alone is truth so i want to give you two observations first the bible does not teach god's people never to take oath in god's name first god himself took oath Psalm 110 verse 4 the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek Hebrews 6:13 when God made his promise to Abraham since there was no one greater for him to swear by he swore by himself Hebrews 6:16 and 17 men swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised he confirmed it by an oath God himself took oath Number 2 Jesus Christ himself took oath Matthew 26:63 and 64 but Jesus remained silent the high priest said to him I charge you under oath by the living God tell us if you are the Christ the son of God and he answered yes it is as you say Number 3 The Old Testament commands oath taking in certain situations Exodus 22:10 and 11 If a man gives a donkey an ox a sheep or any other animal to his neighbor for safekeeping and it dies or is injured or is taken away while no one is looking the issue between them will be settled by taking of an oath before the lord that the neighbor did not lay hands on the other person's property the owner is to accept this and no restitution is required and number 4 god encourages us to take oath in his name Deuteronomy 6:13 Fear the Lord your God serve him only and take your oaths in his name. Number 5 Old Testament did not prohibit oath taking but demanded a person be true to the oath he had taken. Leviticus 19:12 Do not swear falsely when you are baptized. when you join the church when you dedicate your children when you are married and so on Leviticus 19:12 do not swear falsely by my name and so profane the name of the Lord your God I am the Lord that means I will deal with you Old Testament condemns breaking of oath or vow Deuteronomy 23:21 If you make a vow to the Lord your God do not be slow to pay it for the Lord your God will certainly demand it of you and you will be guilty of sin In Deuteronomy 23:23 whatever your lips utter you must be sure to do it because you made your vow freely to the lord your god with your own mouth apostle paul took oath apostle paul took oath he did not understand jesus ever taught not to take oath in god's name Second Corinthians 1:23 I call God as my witness that it was in order to spare you that I did not return to Corinth and other scriptures Romans 1:9 and 10 When you read the 
book of Revelation, you heard holy angels swearing by God. Revelation 10 verse 6, and he swore by him who lives forever and ever who created the heavens and all that is in them, the earth and all that is in it and the sea and all that is in it and said, there will be no more delay. So you see, it is wrong to say in the court of law that you don't want to take an oath, but Bible says don't take an oath, but you are stupid to interpret the scripture. There are times Absolute negation is relative. Don't call anybody teacher. That's an absolute negation. But God himself gave us pastors and teachers. Or don't call anybody father. That's an absolute negation. But uh, you are supposed to call your father a father. Isn't that true? So you understand. You have to learn how to interpret scripture. The second observation, how can liars, born liars, speak truth? That's the question. Jesus said, Matthew 15, 19, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Heart is the problem. Matthew 12, 34, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. That's a question then. How can born liars speak truth? Or keep a word? Or keep an oath? Or keep a vow? Or keep a pledge? And my word is, you must be born again. John 3 verse 5 Jesus answered I tell you the truth no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit life of God in the soul of man a new heart sir a new mind a new will new affection and Saint Paul said if anyone is in Christ Jesus he is a new creation the old is gone and new has come Ephesians 2 verse 10 says we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has foreordained that we should walk in them. The miracle, the divine miracle of regeneration, the direct unilateral action of God's Holy Spirit upon your heart and you receive a new heart. Number two, James 3 verse 8 says, but no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. Holy Spirit will control your tongue. Acts chapter 2 verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit enabled them. Holy Spirit takes control of your tongue and you speak truth. Ephesians 5.18 Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another. Filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. What happens when you are persecuted, arrested, and brought before governors and all that? Matthew 10, 19, and 20. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. That's how. We speak truth. Regeneration. Being filled with the spirit. Thirdly. Being filled with the scripture. You come to church. You don't listen. You don't study. You don't have morning devotion. Evening devotion. Nothing. It shows. How you live. And how your children are living. 
A house devoid of life. The word of God. Be filled with the scripture. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. As you teach and admonish one another. With all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And not only that, let's turn to Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. That's what I do. Always reading, always understanding, always meditating. And all these years, you are storing up, storing up, storing up. Then out of the abundance of your heart, which is the scripture, we bring out truth. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Jesus said, if you thirst, come unto me. All who are thirsty, come unto me. And what's a drink? Meaning in the Greek, keep on drinking. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That's why don't go to a stupid person for counsel. Go to the man who has stored up the word of God in his heart and he'll tell you what to do if you are humble. And number four, be ruled by King Jesus. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That means Christ may rule as king in your heart. He will tell you what to think, what to say, what to do, where to go, where not to go. Jesus Christ is Lord. John 14 verse 23. Jesus replied. If anyone loves me. He will obey my teaching. My father will love him. And we will come to him. And make our home with him. Indwelt by the father and the son. And the Holy Spirit. Indwelt by God's word. That's what a wise man is. A man of wisdom. And finally, ten things by way of application. First, the scriptures do not forbid us from taking oaths when necessary to confirm the veracity of what we affirm or deny. So when the court call you, you go and testify. Number two. We must remain faithful to our baptismal confession. Jesus is Lord until death. Be faithful till death and I'll give you a crown of life. I don't want an emotional momentary confession. When you say Jesus is Lord, you are saying he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is my King and I will obey him from this day forward till death. Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow me, wants to be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up the cross and follow me. All of life. Let me read it again. We must remain faithful to our baptismal confession. Jesus is Lord until death. If not, God will surely punish us here and hereafter. Third commandment. Do not take the name of the Lord in vain. He will not hold you guiltless. That means he will surely punish you. Did you ever think about that? Number three. We must keep our marriage vow until the death of a spouse. God hates divorce and will punish the covenant breaker. You can count on it. 
Number four, we must keep the covenant obligations to God's church. God will surely punish the liars who join the church agreeing with the covenant, which they made without mental reservation or purpose of evasion. Number five, we must keep the vow we made to God and his church when we dedicated our children to bring them up in godliness. You said it. Number six, preachers must fulfill their ordination vows to preach the gospel and to live a godly life based on God's infallible word. He not only preaches, but he lives by the gospel. Number seven, we must keep the promises made to all people, especially in business dealings, even when it hurts. Psalm 15 verse four. Number eight, we must never make a vow that God forbids or make a vow that hinders our duties to God. Number nine, when you make a vow, do not delay in fulfilling it. God has no delight in fools. Who is a fool? A fool is the one who says there is no God. Number 10, be ever conscious of the fact that we are speaking in God's presence. He is a witness to our oaths, our vows, our speech. Malachi 3.16 Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. And he has books. We forgot about it. You told me you love your wife and then you divorced her or she divorced you. You said in sickness and in health, you forgot all about it. You are finished, sir. You are done. Who is against you, sir? Pastor Matthew? No. Almighty God, because you spoke it in his name. Heavenly Father, We are convicted by your word. If one is not convicted, he is a liar. He doesn't want to tell truth. Lord, have mercy upon us sinners. Lord, we have no excuse because we have heard your word. We have heard it from Jesus. We have heard it from James, the Lord's brother. Lord, we pray that you fill us with the Holy Ghost. Fill us with the scripture. Lord, give us a new nature, a new heart. Those who do not have, Lord, have mercy upon them. Without regeneration, we are deaf, we are blind. And Lord, we pray that your son rule us. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.